This episode of Full Armor Radio is brought to you by CR101 Radio Network. CR101 Radio Network is a Christian reconstruction internet radio station that hosts and broadcasts lectures, sermons, and podcasts 24-7. You can learn more at CR101Radio.com. We're also brought to you by GCS Apprenticeship Program, which is dedicated to training the next generation of Christian teachers so they can own and operate successful and profitable Christian schools. You can learn more at gcsapprenticeship.com. And now to the show. Hello and welcome to another episode of Evangelism Encounters. I'm your host, John O'Rourke. In this episode, we'll be sitting in on a conversation that I had with a, a guy who's a professing Christian. But as we'll see pretty early on, he is um, thinking that his good works or his obedience to God will be the basis for why he goes to heaven, which of course is a false gospel, it's a false understanding of, of salvation. Um, it, it's important for us to know this, because this is very common for professing Christians, especially like in areas that have a lot of churches, the, the Bible Belt area, like where I am doing this ministry in, in Tennessee, we just kind of assume that people in our churches get it. We assume that they get the gospel. But the, the trouble is, is that they don't all the time. There are people in our churches who don't get the gospel, who don't understand it. So we got to pound it into their head. we got to go over, over and over and over and over again so that they can understand it. This guy doesn't understand the gospel right away. It's very clear. So the best we can do is to speak with clarity, to give them the gospel so that they can at least understand it at an intellectual level. Now, it's up to the Holy Spirit, it's up to God, in order to use the gospel to convert them. But it's up to us to try to be as clear as possible when we're, when we're preaching the gospel. Now, on that note, if you're, if you're somebody who's trying to learn how to share the gospel with somebody, I want to give a little notes about some of the ways that I didn't do it well here, is that I spoke too rapidly to this guy. Um, I, I spoke too quickly. I should have slowed down in my speech, because that helps with comprehension. That'll help him track with me better if I'm not speaking too quickly. So if I were to do this over again, I would definitely slow down and speak a little bit it's a little bit slower so that he understands um, more easily. So I'd recommend that. Don't speak too slowly so that you're boring, but get a good, a good steady pace so that they can uh, track with you and that you're not going too fast so it's not too much information all at once. So anyway, I hope this is helpful to you, and enjoy. You after you die. So, what, do you, what do you think? Okay. Uh, I believe I'm so, Christianity. Okay, so if you were to die today and stand before God, and He were to ask you, you know, why should I let you into my heaven? How do you answer Him? Um, I don't know. I mean, I'd say I think I did a good job while I was on earth. Do you think you're a good doing, person? Yeah, doing what you know, what you preached, what you wanted us to do, and. I think I did a good job. Okay. I mean, it's still up to him, but... Okay, so you think you've, you're a pretty good person. You've done pretty much what God has asked you to do. Yeah. So, yeah, he has his, he has his commandments in the Bible, right? Ten commandments. Yeah. Summary of his moral law. So in your whole life, have you ever told any lies? Yeah. Me too. More than I can count. Do you know what we call people who tell lies? Sinners. Well, yeah, but liars, <laughs> particularly. <laughs> yeah. um, have you ever stolen anything? No. Not, and of any value from anyone? 
Never. No. All right. It's not one of those lies, right? No. <laughs> okay. Fair enough. You ever looked at a girl with lust? Yeah. Me too. More than I can sure. count. Yeah. You know, Jesus called that adultery in art, right? You ever use the name of God kind of all in the place of like a cuss word or kind of flippantly with that reference? Yeah. yeah. That's taken the Lord's name in vain. Third commandment. That's called blasphemy. I've done it as well. Disobedient to parents? Yeah. Yeah, me too. Yeah. So we just looked at a handful, and what we say? We're liars, we're blasphemers, adulterers, disobedient to parents. So if we were judged based upon the Ten Commandments by God on Judgment Day or when we die, we found innocent or guilty? I'd say probably guilty just based on that. Just based on that, Knowing, right. you know, if you... And I'll pray for forgiveness and good to go. Oh, we'll get there. <laughs> so, but just based upon the law, based upon what we've done, we've said we're guilty. Yeah. So, heaven or hell? Hell. Right. That's, does that concern you? A little bit. Should. Concerns me. Um, so, tell me then, what did God do so that guilty sinners don't have to go to hell? He died on the cross. Okay, so now you're getting somewhere. So, do you understand the legal implications of Jesus dying on the cross? I do not. Other than just because he was a Jew or something? Well, not not in terms of civil, like, civil government. I mean, spiritual legal. Oh. What I mean is this, is if I was on trial in a courtroom and I said, Judge, yeah, I mean, I robbed a couple of banks and I killed three guys. But I said, listen, I try to be the best guy I can be. You know, I give to charity and so on and so forth. Yeah. Would the judge let me go? Probably not. Or he's going to say, I'm judging you based on whether you're guilty or not. You are guilty. Therefore, you're going to get justice. Yeah. Right? Now, a corrupt judge would say, well, we'll let it go. The murderer, the robber, you can go. That's bad. We wouldn't, that's not what we want. That's not justice. But God is the just judge. He's not going to let people slide. He has to give justice. And you and I admitted already that we're lawbreakers. Yeah. So we can't say we're good people. And no matter how much good we claim we're doing, it doesn't make a difference. Just like a just judge. So the legal implications of Jesus dying on the cross is that he actually can take the penalty that the criminal, the sinner, has earned and take the penalty in the place of the sinner. So that instead of you know, the sinner getting hell, Jesus took hell on the cross, punishment. Okay, that's the legal implications. So, do you know how good, because you said you were a good person, do you know how good you would have to be to earn a place in heaven? Probably, like, really, really, really good. Yeah, it's not just really, 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 really good. It's perfect, according to Jesus. He yeah. says you must be perfect, as your Father in heaven is perfect. It's Matthew 5, 48. So the standard is perfect righteousness, as perfect as God is. Now, we already talked about this. We're not. We haven't met that standard. We're yeah. liars and lustful stuff. So... So that means that God God does not lower his standard for anybody. The standard remains. But we need somebody to keep the law for us. Well, Jesus did that as well. Is that he can take the penalty in the... Oh, sorry. He can keep the law in the place of the sinner just like he took the penalty in the place of the sinner. And he can credit that righteousness to the sinner. So if I credit to your bank account a million bucks, okay, you didn't earn a penny of that. I earned it and I give it to you. Well, similarly, Jesus can earn righteousness keeping the law and then transfer it to the account of the sinner so that in God's sight, they've kept the perfect standard of the law. They've actually met the requirement. You know, they didn't. Jesus met it in their place. Yeah. And then the penalty they earned, Jesus can take that in their place as well. So they can actually be accepted by God. Now, why is it that God can't accept a guilty person into heaven? Because he's like, he's, he's like the judge. Yeah. So if he doesn't keep his word then right so he's a judge he's just yeah he loves justice the bible says his throne is established in justice his throne as the king is established in justice and he also says that he is holy 
holy means that he cannot have any sort of wickedness or unrighteousness in his presence. Because he's so righteous and holy, he can't. he's not going to accept that. He's too righteous. If you love righteousness, you hate that which is evil. Yeah. Right? And um, that's what he's like. He's so perfect and righteous, he hates that which is evil. Our problem is, is that we are the evil ones. And therefore, we're going to be cast away from his presence in hell. Yeah. Unless we have the righteousness of Christ and he takes the penalty for us. So what do you have to do in order to receive the salvation that Jesus accomplished by keeping the law and dying on the cross for the place of sinners? What do you have to do? You have to pray for your forgiveness, pray for your forgiveness and confess your sins. Okay. So specifically, the Bible says two things. It says repentance, repent, and believe. Repentance and faith. So do you know what repentance means? Uh, kind of. Because it's like admitting what you did wrong mm-hmm. and then doing something to change that. Specifically, it's admitting what you did wrong and then turning your back on that, hating that wrong, that sin. And really, this means a change of mind. Turning your back on that and saying, that's wrong, I hate it, and I'm so sorrowful over that. Yeah. It, it's, it's, I'm sorry to God for my lying and my lust and things, even the things that I do in secret that nobody else knows about. I'm sorrowful over them before God. That faith. Faith is not just knowing the facts. I know that Jesus died on the cross. Okay, a lot of people know that. Yeah. But it's more than just knowing it. It's actually a transfer of your trust from yourself to Jesus. What I mean by that is that instead of trusting in your own goodness, your own good works, which won't help you at all. It's like going into courtroom and saying, I'm a good guy, even though you're guilty of breaking all the laws. Yeah. Don't trust in your own good works. Trust in Jesus' works. You know what he said before he died on the cross? Right before he died, you know what he said? Three words. It is finished. And what he meant by that is that the penalty for sin has been paid. It's finished. Salvation has been accomplished. Okay. So instead of trying to work my way to heaven, which I can't do because I'm already I'm a failure, I'm a sinner, I'm not righteous, I'm not made the standard, I can never make up for my wrongs. I'm not trying to work. I'm actually resting in the finished work of Jesus. He worked for me. He kept the law for me, and he took the penalty for me on behalf of the sinner. So I'm resting. I'm not working. I'm doing the opposite. I'm resting in him, and by faith, I'm trusting in him. Instead of saying, hope I'm good enough, I'm going to really pick myself up, turn over a new leaf, none of that will help. Yeah. Like going into a courtroom and saying, yeah, I murdered six guys, but I'm going to, from now on, I'm not going to do it again. Big Big deal. He's not going to let you go. So it's not just a turning your way or being sorry. It's part of repentance, but it's trust you need Jesus to take the penalty and, and keep the law for you. And the only way that can be applied to you is through trusting in him or through faith. Yeah. So when I asked you before, you know, why should God let you into heaven, you said because you think you've been good. Now what I'm telling you is that you're not good enough. And the fact is you haven't really been good because you've been breaking all the laws. Yeah. More times than you can count. You're honest. I know that. I know that about you because I know it about me and everybody else is that we're all guilty of breaking all of the laws. Yeah. Okay. Uh, in one way or the other. So we can't, you can't be trusting in your own goodness. Does that make sense? Yeah. So if I were to ask you again, why should God let you into heaven when you die? How would you answer him based upon what we just talked about? Okay. Yes. But he still can. And, and there's a way he provides so you can go to heaven. You're right. You, sh- yeah. you don't deserve it. But what did he do? What should you be trusting in? Because he, you know, it's like, what's that? I, 
this thing to talk about again. So if we earned a penalty, right? So the yeah. Bible says the wages of sin is death. You know what the wage is? Yeah. Something you earn, like a paycheck. Yeah. So by sinning, by doing our lying and our lusting and our blaspheming that we do, we've earned for ourselves God's penalty, his just penalty. So that's what we get. So if we try to earn heaven, we actually get our wages. We get our paycheck, which is hell. Because yeah. we haven't actually earned it, heaven. But the second half of that verse says, but the free gift of God's eternal life in Christ Jesus our Lord. So a gift, a free gift, and a wage are very different things. Because if you get your paycheck at work, that's not a gift. You've earned it. You worked for it. But when it's your birthday, somebody gives you a gift. You don't pull out your wallet and say, how much do I owe you? Because yeah. they bought it and they give it to you for free. So a gift is, a, is something that is freely given. And heaven is a free gift. You can't earn it. So this is what you should say before God and mean this, is that God, I haven't earned for myself a place in heaven. I've actually earned for myself a place in hell. That would be the right and fair and just thing for you to do. But I trust that what Jesus did, namely, is keeping the law on my behalf and is taking the penalty for my sin on the cross. I trust that those things will count for me. See, I know that if going to heaven depended upon me, I would never get there. Now, can you tell me why? Because... We've broken the laws. We deserve to go to hell. There you go, because I'm guilty. Yeah. Exactly. So, how can I know that I'm going to heaven? Because it doesn't depend upon me at all. It depends upon Jesus. Yeah. He accomplished it. Remember, it is finished. Mm -hmm. And he gives it as a free gift, which is to be received by faith. And true faith, trusting in him, is always accompanied by genuine repentance, being sorrowful over sin. Yeah. So you can't just say, appreciate it, Jesus, and then not be sorrowful. That's fake. Yeah. Sorry to God. There's a such thing as a fake Christian. Did you know that? Yeah. Okay. What is a fake Christian? Do you know? Um, they preach all the, you know, stuff that Jesus preaches. You know, don't lie, ten commands, all that stuff. Mm -hmm. But they don't practice it themselves. Yeah. That's what. That's my definition. That's that's certainly true. And they also don't really. They're not really repentant and not really trusting in Christ. Yeah. Although they say that they do. The Bible talks about them. I actually used to be a fake Christian years ago. Seven plus seven years ago, I became a real Christian. So before that, for a long yeah. time, I said I was a Christian, but I really wasn't repentant or trusting in Christ. And the reason was is that I wasn't born again. You know, Jesus said you have to be born again. You've heard that. Do you know what that means to be born again? Um, it's not like after you've been baptized, you've been like cleansed. Of well, it's not through baptism. No. It's not through baptism. What what being born again is is when God changes somebody's heart, makes them a new person, gives them new desires. Um, like it's talking about like taking out your heart of stone. It loves to sin and to be rebellious against yeah. God and giving you a heart of flesh, one that, that desires to obey God. So as a Christian, I just told you that works, trying to obey God is not the basis of salvation and you should not be trusting in even a single one of your good works to get you into heaven. So then why do I bother with good works then? Why do I bother with trying to obey God's law? Well, it's because God has made me born again given me a desire to obey him out of thankfulness, not to earn salvation, but out of thankfulness to God for giving salvation as a free gift, not something that I've earned in any way. Yeah. So a true Christian is somebody who's been born again. You see, there's no such thing as somebody who's a Christian who hasn't been born again. Now, but how do, you, do you know how you can know if you've been born again? No. Well, Jesus said you'll know a person by their fruit. It's an analogy. So yeah. if you and I saw a tree with apples on it, what kind of tree is it? An apple tree. Right, because we know a tree by its fruit. We can say, oh, well, there's apples here, so we know this is an apple tree. Well, same way, by way of analogy, human beings, what we produce in our lives, the fruit we produce in our lives, will demonstrate whether or not we've been born again. 
Now, the fruits of somebody who's been born again are repentance, faith, and then striving to obey God out of thankfulness, not to try to earn salvation. Yeah. So if somebody tells me this, well, I think God will let me in, go into heaven because Jesus died on the cross for my sins, and I go to church. Mm -hmm. That's not right. That's not a good. That's not a genuine sign that they've been born again because they're still trusting in their own works. Yeah. Not seeing that they have nothing to bring that God will accept. That's the reality of it. Yeah. We're too bad. It's like this. If, um, if you, if, if I were to give a flower to my mother, she would like that and accept it. But if Hitler were to give a flower to my mother, she wouldn't like that, would she? No. Same thing, but it's because he's, you know, the bad guy. Well, similarly, God doesn't accept our measly works because we're horrible rebels in his sight. Nothing we do is acceptable to him because we're so bad. Um, so we need Jesus to take away the penalty and to totally, you know, take away our guilt and, and bear the penalty for it and to keep the law on behalf of the sinner. So the real important thing that you need to concern yourself with is repentance and faith. So based upon what you told me, and you can tell me if you think this is right or wrong, but it doesn't sound like you've been born again. Does that sound right to you? Yeah. Based upon because you had said that the reason you're going to heaven is because you're a good guy. With no mention of Christ even at all. Yeah. And even if you said Christ and you're a good guy, that still wouldn't be right for any God because salvation is a free gift you cannot earn. It's not by works, but just by true faith. The Bible says over and over and over again. Very important text. Ephesians chapter 2, 8 or in, in 8 and 9, verses 8 and 9. It says, by grace or by gift, you've been saved through faith. This is not your own doing. It's a gift of God. See, not a result of works so that no one may boast. So if you're boasting in yourself, that's, that demonstrates that you're not understanding the way that God provides salvation. Because when I, why, if I, why am I going to heaven? Not because of anything in me. I'm saying, it's not me. It's what Jesus says. It's not boasting in me. I'm actually boasting in Jesus, which is the right thing to do. Yeah. Instead of boasting that you think you're good enough. It's easy for us to think we're good when we compare ourselves to others. Like I said, compared to Hitler, yeah. He's not the standard. Yeah. God's law is the standard. And we're not good compared to the God's law. Um, so does that make sense to you? Yeah. So what do you have to do in order to be saved? Again, is to repent of your sins. Not hold on to them and say, well, I really like to do this one sin. Whatever it may be, say, no, God, I know this is wrong. I'm going to turn my back on it and strive to get, get it out of my life. But the real thing is trusting in Christ's work. It's not so much the faith that saves you, it's Christ who saves you through faith. Yeah. For the distinction. He's the Savior. He saves you through faith. So it's still not quite really what you do, it's what he does um, for salvation. So what are your thoughts on that? Does that make sense to you? Yeah, that makes sense. So what are you thinking? Thinking I need to repent. Mm -hmm. So you said that you were kind of, you said Christian in the beginning, like you did that. Um, do you have a church? Yeah. What kind of church do you go to? Uh, Grace Fellowship. I think it's... Yeah, are they in Johnson City or Kings Point? Yeah, Johnson City. There's two of them. Okay. Well, good. I, believe, I don't know them very well, but I do believe that they they teach this gospel that I just told you, the way yeah. you would be saved, with, not by works, but by faith alone. The word grace means that, as that it's a gift, it's free, it's not something you can earn. That's where they get their name from, from the Bible. So, that's fair. That's fine to be there. Um, but the essence of Christianity, to be a Christian, is this, is that you're trusting in Christ for salvation, completely yeah. in Him alone and not trusting in yourself. 
hands, you'll know whether or not you are really saved. If you're really repentant, genuinely, you're not playing the hypocrite, you're not just saying, you know, and then you're not trusting in your soul, but you're trusting Christ alone. And then you'll see if you have a desire to obey God and really strive, you're not going to do it perfectly. I certainly don't. That's why I need Jesus still to save me from my sins, but it's, you know, you'll know yourself by your own fruit. Do you care about sin? Yeah. Do you think it's a big deal? Christians think sin's a big deal. They see it in themselves, and they look at themselves like inward and say, I'm really bad. So, do I think I'm a good person? Mm-mm. Not before God. Yeah. If you if you say generally compared to Hitler, yeah, obviously most people are, but that's not the standard. Before God, I'm not a good person. Romans 3.10 says, no one is righteous, no, not one. No one does good, not even one. So, and that's just a fact because goodness is the Ten Commandments. That's the standard, and we don't do them. We already admitted it. So, you think about these things. Imagine you have a Bible. You do have a Bible. Yeah. So you're gonna think about this. Yeah. Do you have any questions for me? Does that all make sense to you? Yeah. I hope you enjoyed this episode of Evangelism Encounters. To learn more about my missionary efforts, you can go to FullArmorMinistries.org. Thanks for listening.